Welcome back to the Gulag audio listeners. If you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, any of those, thanks for joining. But go watch the YouTube videos. You'll get more out of it. You can see the content live. You can see our beautiful faces. Well, mine, not Peyton's. You can see the clips we're sharing. Go to YouTube. You'll enjoy it. You won't regret it. Either way, thanks for listening and stay tuned for this episode. This is this is embarrassing, guys. This uh, is embarrassing. Uh, didn't work. By the hymen of Olivia Newton John. What, what do you say, Ron? I'll take the job, and I swear I'll be number one again. I'll, I'll take back my son, restore my reputation, and make everything right with Veronica. But more importantly, I'm going to do what God put Ron Burgundy on this earth to do. Have salon quality hair and read the news. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that's what I'm worked. talking finally about. Worked. And, and uh, with the- that said, welcome to another weekly installment of the Gulag. I welcome. am your co-host, who knows the most, PJ Straight Edge, and a man who needs no introduction: the this Romanian right barbarian, the limousine rider, jet plane flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, son of a gun. Mick Olson, Mick in the Gulag. We so are the you, Gulag. So when are you going to become a, a, an announcer here? When are you taking Actually, Bruce Buffer's spot? I am going to become a professional wrestler. I have started my journey. Oh. Fuck yeah, man. I don't know what to say about that. Dude, <laughs> you're going to you're gonna love it. I'm losing weight. I'm lifting weights. I'm going to lift people. Good. Gonna go to wrestling school. Good. So. That would be awesome. I could like 100% see you doing that for real. I could see you doing Dude, that. Some small weekend shows for shits and giggles. We could be like, you, you ever see Nacho Libre? Fuck yeah. You know how there's Nacho and then the skinny dude? That could be me. <laughs> Scalato or whatever his name is yes. in the movie. Yes. That's going to be, that could be us. You, you can be, be my in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I figured I'll be a, str- I'll be a straight edge heel because everyone in Wisconsin loves beer. So who better yeah. like be on telling all these people how pieces of trash they are because they yeah. drink and what? You're going to be like the opposite of Steve Austin. This is basically what's going to happen. Just hated. Just hated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, so that thing didn't work in the beginning, the Anchorman clip. And I guess that makes kind of sense because like Ron Burgundy himself said, it works 60% of the time, every time. <laughs> Actually, no, that wasn't Ron Burgundy who said that. That was, um, who was it? Brian Fantana. Oh, okay. Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> Same movie. Different We're profe- We're professionals. So We are. We know what we're doing here. Anyways, guys, if you're watching, thanks for watching. This is the Gulag, where we talk and before about we go the forward, worst things in the world, for sure. Like this video, comment, share with your friends, and please subscribe. Mick and I are trying to build a culture, and we want you to be a part of that, unless you're a communist. Unless you're a communist. Yes. I mean, even then, like if you're a communist, come on by. Yeah, We'd let love us to have you. Let us we love commies you. every now and then. Oh, um, yes. What was I going to say? I blanked out on what I was going to say already. Well, anyways, but yes, if you're watching this on uh, or listening to on Spotify, 
on Apple Podcasts. You're stupid. I just want you to know that. Uh, you're dumb. And you should go watch us on YouTube because you you get the video content. You can see the screen shares we're doing. You can see the videos that we're sharing along with this video of us and our you beautiful faces. You can see faces. my new studio setup. I new hope studio I found setup. much better this week. Audio I told you is it was in the board. works. I got everything in the room. I got a new American flag. I got this really weeby thing there. I bought yeah. that for a girl, actually. Did you? And um, Didn't work well, out, I'm assuming. No. I, <laughs> so I never got to give it to her. She's the, the one that got away. The one that got so away. Now I have some. It's an egg. He's a Japanese cartoon, I guess. Hey, um, speaking of the one that got away, Bill Gates oh, and Melinda, they're going through a rough patch. They're and, going through uh, something. Let me tell you right now, there's some stuff that's coming out about Bill Gates. So Bill Gates been has been. So first off, if you guys don't know and you're watching, he's getting a divorce from Melinda. They've been married for like 25 years, I think, 25, 27 years, something like that, mm -hmm. right? Yep. They have a couple kids. Um, they're getting divorced. There's a lot of speculation as to why. I have a feeling it has to do with because the economy is about to absolutely tank and they're trying to dump their assets in a way that doesn't look suspicious. Um whatever there's a lot that could go into that i'm not going to go into the specifics mm -hmm. of that or people think that uh there's been reports that have said that melinda is leaving bill because she's infuriated um how cl of how close he was with jeffrey epstein which is verified and true which there's a lot of speculation there and interesting enough with jeffrey epstein island is bill gates had an island of his own that he would take his ex before he was married to Melinda there on like an annual basis and they would hook up. And also she's super fucking ugly. Could you imagine so, being, well, that's why I took her to an Island. No one can see. Yeah, no one, no one, one can one see what's going on. Say. It's like, yeah. it's like fucking a troll back where I'm from. And, we just use a paper bag, but I mean, if you have the money and you got the will, yeah, why if you not? got the will, you got the money, you know, why not? Exactly. This bitch is so ugly. I got to go to an Island. You have to go to an island. So here's here's a here's another thing that I found interesting. I actually found this article. It's from New York Post, and <laughs> which is a very very reliable news source. Actually, New York Post has some good shit. Like I've pulled up a few New York Post articles for this episode. There's some good ones. They've got some funny stuff. Also, that scene right there. That's actually Bill and Melinda, or no, Bill and his ex. That little scene oh, right Jennifer there. Jennifer Aniston. What it's Jennifer baby. Aniston. Turns out, um, yeah, I'm marry her one day. So Bill has been having little soirees with naked pool parties. And I guess he was doing this. So this article kind of goes on to say that he's been doing this for a long time. He's been um, even like after he was in a relationship with Melinda, he was still doing this. How recently he has he been doing these things? Um, let me see. I wonder if it says in this article, I don't think it went into too much, too much specifics. Um, it was kind of going through this biography about Bill and his wife and that this one dude wrote that I guess knew them pretty well. But I guess it's been a while. Could you imagine um, seeing that? He likes to party. Poolside? Just he that at the poolside, just undressed, eyeing you down like that. Hey, you want to watch His name me? was Bill and he liked to party. You want to um, watch me jump over a chair? Yeah, yeah. you like that? You like so that? I, I guess it's kind of documented, I guess. The point is, is that he mm -hmm. was cheating on his wife pretty much most of the time from what i've read uh which just tells you a lot about his character this is the guy by the way who's been trying to 
pretend he's this big philanthropist and he cares about the world and he's trying to heal the world and give him medicine and technology and all the stuff, which keep in mind, he's done a lot of really good stuff as far as technology goes. He's given us Microsoft, Xbox, like so much stuff that has just benefited a whole bunch of people, which is awesome. I'm not just discrediting that actual work, but especially when it comes to things like government involvement in vaccines, look no further than someone's personal life and their, and their moral behavior. Cause that's going to tell you a lot about the kind of person they are. So when he says, I'm a good guy, I don't want anything but love and, and, and like just charitable efforts for all of you, the billionaire that I am, he's probably not necessarily telling the truth. And I think a lot of his actions as far as vaccines that he's done in the past, or he's been known for sterilizing mass amounts of people. I believe it was in like India or Africa. Really? I'm not, all this stuff. Point is, like he's a bad dude. Off or? Yeah. Oh. Point is, he's a bad dude, right? And uh, uh, there's nothing more telling then if you look at someone's relationship with their family of the kind of person that they are, he's mm-hmm. a serial cheater. And then he's going to try to act like the moral arbiter of society when it comes to things like our health. It's like, no dude. It's mm-hmm. like what Jordan Peterson talks about, right? Clean your own room before you set out to clean it's, the world. He doesn't do that. First, it's certainly not the first time that the left have uh, put a morally corrupted person as the arbiter of moral, you know, guidance. It's almost like it happens every time. Oh, it's i mean you can if through politics through pop culture you know they they really leech on to the worst of the worst i mean from sports like lebron to politicians like ilhan omar to you know high uh, stature people like bill gates over here staring across the room hopping over computer chairs uh yeah it's it's frustrating to see. I mean, you even see this with pop culture, right? Where they lift mm-hmm. up these just terrible people, these like sexual abusers and just immoral pieces of garbage, which is most of Hollywood, one of the darkest places in the world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that are elevated to a point of almost godlike status to where they can do no wrong. And then therefore they have the authority to tell everybody what to do. They have the authority to tell us that we're bad. That, that just average everyday small town Americans are the problem and we have to listen to them. And if we don't, then we're not woke, AKA we're not in line with their agenda, AKA according to them, we're horrible people. And we need to be taken out if we don't listen to them and comply. Well, and these are the kind of people that keep being elevated over and over and over and over again, including people like Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. It's like, why well, are we listening to these people? Why are we I, taking advice from these people? It's cause they try to, I mean, they, typically try to punch up with uh oh you know you guys act like these moral arbiters you know from their point of view and then they say we like somebody like donald trump which admittedly donald trump is not you know the most morally uh right <laughs> he's not a saint but no I, i've never heard well donald trump also isn't pretending he is a saint i i never heard you know? a conservative say this guy is just a complete moral baskin of good morality either though Right. I've always took the stance of like, yeah, he can be an asshole. I don't care. That's what I like. I like that he can cut through, you know, BS. Because that's kind of what, I don't know. I don't put Donald Trump as like my moral uh, role model. You know, I look towards right. Jesus Christ. I look towards good role models such as Thomas Swole or 
Alex Jones, but Alex Jones jokes aside, the point is that I don't think true conservatives or a lot of Christian conservatives, they never looked at Donald Trump to be their like moral arbiter. Right. Whether these people look at, you know, they prop them up as moral arbiters, whether yeah, Donald I, Trump, his job wasn't to go up there and be a good role model. His job was to go lead a country and right. he did that better and than these. That's the thing too. Like arbiters. I'm not, everyone's, everyone's a shitty person at the end of the day. Everyone's a flawed, sinful human being. We all suck. We all do things that are wrong every day, but there's a difference between that and continuing with the shit that you're doing mm-hmm. as if it's fine. And then taking the next step as a result and then telling everybody else what to do, morally speaking. So that's what right. you see people like Bill Gates doing. That's what you see people all over Hollywood doing. I don't think I've ever seen Donald Trump do that. You know? Well, no. I'm- and his supporters, look they come at it in a complete different direction. And it's completely ignored by society or social media. So it's a very yeah. apples and oranges argument. But I was basically explaining that... Uh, that's always the route. That's the first thing they take. It's like, oh well, you like Trump and his moral character. It's like that's for politics. Like, though. Meanwhile, they're worshiping people like Nicki Minaj and Cardi I don't... B, and they're 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 apologizing for the actions of people like Bill Gates with his family cheating on his wife mm-hmm. when he has like three kids. Like that's like it's it, like that's such a common thing that people do, but it's if, so evil. If Trump it's wrote so what, though, I would probably have that as my ringtone. <laughs> Could you imagine oh, yeah. Donald Trump talking about his WAP? I have the best WAP, the juiciest WAP of all WAPs, the and best. I know a lot about that. I know a lot about WAPs. Uh, I went through the '80s. It was my personal, uh, you know, Vietnam. Oh yeah, I don't know, but dude, dude, uh, yeah, it's like there's, once again. There's so Most much cons- bad you could say about Donald Trump, and I no, don't but- necessarily like him as far as some of the stuff that he's done, but he's also not saying what he did was good. He's apologized for a lot of stuff, and he's actually changed, which is but the biggest indicator. The thing also, dude, is as the point is, like, I obviously I I don't have an issue with the way Donald Trump ran. Most conservatives that I know, including myself, I don't look at him for moral guidance. I don't look at him for, oh man, how should exactly. I how should I be? How should I be? Should this be my role model? No, I look at him as someone who had good policy and someone who was strong and he was going to push that policy. I at the end of the day that outweighed any kind of moral flaw to me. Now, I wouldn't tell somebody, you know, listen to grab it by the pussy and all that kind of stuff and say, "Hey man, right. like have this guy be your moral guideline." But the right and I, I got to be careful with that because establishment GOP are the same. A lot of ways, two sides of the same coin is the establishment left, mm-hmm. but they don't look at Trump as God. They look at him as the president, whether a lot of leftist ideology, because they don't have God, they put these people up as demigods yep. and yep. they have a different exactly. viewpoint. Donald Trump is a human, just like you and I, I sin, you sin, he sins. So therefore I don't look at him on a different level as far as morality goes because i'm equally in my own way a sinner in some other kind of way so i don't hold a double standard to him that i wouldn't hold to myself whether these people hold these celebrities and these rules for thee and not for me yes they they hold them even on moral grounds in their personal lives they can do all this crappy stuff they can live these lives of you know scandal and infidelity 
And then, no, no, that's just their, you know, no, don't look at them. But if Trump, like I said earlier, Trump breathes, all of a sudden they have everything under the sun to say. So that's the double standard that we're dealing with right now when it comes to Bill Gates and it comes to any celebrity that the left props up, especially the ones who are trying to put needles in your arm. So that doesn't help anything. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the entire point right there. And I I totally agree with you. I think there's a difference between I like I think. Largely speaking, a lot of conservatives are more faith-based Christians, whether whatever denomination that is. So mm-hmm. they don't they already understand the presupposition that humans are sinful no matter where they are in government or in power. In fact, yeah. you in fact, power usually like furthers your intention for evil, for control mm-hmm. over others. It usually doesn't diminish your sinful nature. It it you know. Trump had enough actions through policy that, you know, made me believe that his heart was in the right place on a lot of things. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, we already know that. We know people are sinful. And we know when people have power, they become usually more sinful Mm -hmm. in their actions, at least. Right. And their desires. And that's why, number one, we believe in a limited government to where people in their sinful nature, don't have enough power to manipulate and control and hurt others. So we already understand that that's one of the primary motives for limited government. And mm-hmm. so that's, that comes down to a fundamental understanding of human nature. And then number two, we don't look to people at all for moral authority. Necessarily. We kneel to no man. Exactly. That's why it's that like people, people hear things like that. And they think, oh, you're just a rebel. You're just selfish. You're just saying that because you want to be on top. It's like, no, no, no. That means exactly what we're saying. That means we kneel to no man because no man has moral authority or is less sinful than I am. Right. And there's 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 a danger when it comes to propping people up as if they're a godlike figure and that we should just adhere to and do everything they say. Who anointed Um, Bill Gates as the arbiter of like vaccine um, knowledge, though? When did that happen? Um, he did it himself. <laughs> you you know what Funny. I mean, though. It was like kind of out of nowhere. Once COVID started, all of a sudden he comes up and says, "You know, we got a we got vaccine. If we just if we just dish out these vaccines, you know, and they have population yeah. control, and uh, I can jump I, over I think, a chair." I think it just has to do. It's all follow the money trail, right? So if you look mm-hmm. at who's funding these vaccines, who's getting the money for the sale of these vaccines, mm-hmm. it's these people. It's these large pharmaceutical companies. It's these big donors like Bill Gates and George Soros who are raking in the cash from everyone else's demise over right. this COVID. You look at companies like Amazon. You look at companies like Walmart. They're all in it together. Oh, they yeah. are all in it together. It's 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 and it's no joke. Remember that article that came out? Um, it was a Time Magazine article talking about how they they manipulated the election for our safety yeah. is how they worded it yeah. they just they literally in that article admitted that there were global elites that there were large corporations in tech in media and in industry all over that f- formulated a plot together to stop Donald Trump mm-hmm. and they they manufactured information for our safety they were telling you hey we we, we manufactured did, we did information it for you and but we, we did, did it for, it for you. your safety, the people's safety. So we overrode the people's will mm-hmm. for the people's safety. That's what they literally said. And that they, was they them kind of. Uh, it's that was them kind of jumping the gun. So that way, and to me, it, ever since Biden's been elected, to me, this has been the slowest. Well, depending, for, I guess, for conservatives, the slowest. But it's felt like just uh, you know they call it the great lie. I call it the great gaslight because yeah. <laughs> every single day they keep 
just pushing the narrative and they keep i've heard i won't say names because i don't want to drag them but podcast uh podcast hosts that i look up to kind of all of a sudden go from hey man there's a lot of improprieties a lot of things we got to look into with this election to you know trump lost by seven million people because it was this and i went you didn't have that stance two months ago i almost yeah. wonder because it's a it's a real thing you know every every single day you're having the kind of this gas well, mentality is, pushed down your throat. so people like that that are changing their opinions which i've seen mm-hmm. a, a bunch of even People that I look up to, conservatives say a lot of things recently where I'm like, you were saying the opposite six months ago. Why? What changed? And I think it's because they're cracking down so hard. I mean, you look at Steven Crowder. He 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 had one of his Asian interns in a minivan driving around taking pictures uh, of trying to find if these addresses are real. And turns out a lot of them weren't. And then he mm-hmm. reported that information that he literally did what uh, – Government officials should already be checking that are that are local government officials that are involved right. in making sure elections are legitimate. Are these addresses real? Are these real people voting, etc.? He went out and did that, showed the information on his on his podcast, on his show, on Twitter, and they deleted the episodes. He was deleted mm-hmm. from tweet from Twitter for like a week, and then it happened again. And it's like these are what these are the things that people are scared of. A lot of these conservatives, I think, a lot of those opinions they don't come from. A place of they gen they gen like genuinely believe those opi- those new opinions that they're and saying. Crowder Crowder they're is scared. The, they don't want to get the deleted. Few, they don't want to get canceled. Crowder's one of the few that have remained very uh, consistent, and I applaud him because oh, yeah. my brother recently Absolutely. asked me what have I been listening to. I said Crowder has, I, I you know as much as people joke on me, I listen to I listen to Stephen Crowder a lot. I respect Alex Jones. Say what you want about the dude. The dude is consistent. He man, what a fighter. And Crowder's you know yeah. he's got that fight. People yeah, used to be kind of critical about him years ago, but now I think he's proven he's beyond just a meme for, you know, change my mind. Some of the most productive uh, discussions I've heard amongst conservatives and uh, leftists or, you know, liberals or whoever on the left that I've ever heard on YouTube. So, yeah, there's a reason absolutely. they want him gone. Yeah, there's a reason uh, they want him gone is because he's effective and he's has such a large audience and they know he's dangerous to their cause. And they know a lot of people are starting to listen. Um, and I, that that like that is just more reason for him to to double down and keep doing what he's doing because he's has the audience he's get he gets millions of views every episode and he's telling the truth and he's saying things that he knows he's going to get deleted off of youtube for and possibly lose a ton of money and he still does it and that's like, why we got a rally behind locals big time applaud for that locals we got to start getting more people to watch stuff on there and locals because dave rubin's you know making a space where free speech mm-hmm. actually is free speech now I got a question for you though. Yes. Is is Bill Gates Island directly next to uh Theo Epstein's island? I like, hope, I, I imagine I these pedophile so. I imagine these pedophile islands like Hawaii, which is one, two, three, four, five. It's like <laughs> the, it's kind of, like the Bur- Bermuda Triangle of pedophile yeah. islands. Oh yeah. geez. <laughs> um <laughs> have you ever seen the video? Have you seen the video of Bill Gates jumping over a computer chair? No. Oh my! It, that is that is gold. You have to watch it. Maybe pull it up. It's like four seconds. It's I'll an early. It right it's now, a '90s guys. interview. Peyton. And this lady's like, the reporter. She goes, "Is it true that you can jump over an office chair like standing still?" He goes, "Depends on the size of the chair." So he flexes on her, and he jumps over a computer chair, and it's actually, 
I thought he was going to clip both of his ankles <laughs> and fall on his face, but he did it. I wonder if that's like a party trick, you know, when he has all these people naked around his pool. He goes, yeah. hey, you guys, uh, look at that chair over there. And he just goes and I don't know. Okay, I pulled up the video. You all right. show it. I, I'll, I'll show it right now. I don't think there's any good. I don't think there's going to be any audio as far as on this stream here, but I'll pull up the, the video so you guys can see this. All right, let's see. Jamie, pull up that clip. All right, here we go. Oh, this is okay. This is the is this the right one? Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Depending on the size of the chair. <laughs> oh, Dude. that's great. That's <laughs> awesome. She makes the like slow-mo. a really, <laughs> she makes a funny like yes after he goes over there. But I wish you guys could hear the music that was playing when he was doing it. That's that's great. Um, no, but the uh, that was what a flex. Yeah, you know he was doing that at the pool parties, like naked, oh, everyone butt ass naked, jumping over, yeah. cha- jumping over uh, pool chairs. You know, his hammers just hitting him in the face on his way down. <laughs> his his jackhammer. Girls are like um, biting their lips. They're like, oh, wow, William. Jesus. Speaking <laughs> of people that probably show off naked at pool parties, let's talk about Nicki Minaj for a second. So she, this is actually really funny. So she posted this picture. I'll pull it up for you guys here. Oh, she posted no. this picture, right, of uh, uh, her scary. wearing a pair of Crocs, and they're like bedazzled Crocs, right? Oh, jeez. And she's got let me let me scroll down here. Ah, oh, sorry. This picture. Ah! Viewers discretion advised. No, I'm um, scared. I need an adult. So she pulled up that she she posted this picture, right? Crocs. Now, why people? I have a pair of Crocs. I'm Could publicly look- admitting that. Could she but, look any happier? No, she couldn't look any happier. That's that's all you're gonna get. <laughs> that'd be my um, face if I had to wear Crocs like that. That'd, too, that'd be my face if I had to I had to wear Crocs and then take my clothes off and put a pillow over my crotch. Just Absolutely. get naked and put. Oh, she made a ton on. of money. She made a ton of money. And guess who else made a fuck ton of money off of this? Crocs. They sold, or so on their website, they sold their sales went up almost five thousand percent. I think it was four thousand nine hundred percent. Their website crashed. It crashed as a result. Because of this picture? Because of this picture. That's crazy. No, no. Wow. Here's my here's my thought. Who the hell are the kind of people? I want to meet these people. Who are these kind of people that see a picture like this of moron Nicki Minaj wearing a pair of Crocs and then are like, hmm, let's go buy all of the Crocs. Because you know that that's exactly what happened. They went and bought literally all of the Crocs that probably existed on their website to the point where their website literally crashed. I guess it's, I mean, it's a tried and true thing. Celebrity endorsements have gone a long way for, I mean, Michael Jordan, for example, but man, right. Croc, I think Crocs are the ugliest. But, like, like the, but that's like a cool celebrity endorsement, like Michael Jordan, you know, best basketball player in the world. Great, great guy all around from, from what everyone can tell makes an awesome pair of shoes that like anyone in the right mind would be like, damn, that's a good pair of shoes. I want to go get a pair, but this, but Nicki Minaj, like, I don't know, man, I think this? you're being, I think you're being obscure here. Uh, let, let, let's look at what this, let, you know, let's, un, let's unfold this picture. If I'm a yeah, young 13 year old girl and I pulled, I mean, what? What do you not want to be in this picture? I mean, you got a fake office. 
fake she's hair. She's got the bling. She's got fake the bling. nails. <laughs> fake bling. She's got the she's got the tits under there. <laughs> oh man. Hiding the hiding the goods. Hiding the goods with those pillows. No, but Sorry, my point my point is is like there. my point is is like this is where the the bar's been lowered officially. So low. It's so low. You, like what I was saying, like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, even LeBron James. I mean, those are just athlete examples, but these people so, are like they're making awesome products and they're doing really cool things. And then now we have people looking up to like imagine her 50 you, years ago. Are you years disappointed? Ago that people look up to bad role models mick that's what it is i feel it's, like that's the that's the narrative of the show is the that narrative of the show mick lately. wants to be your role model i want to be your good role model people that's what mick I want. is like your slightly drunk uncle at a barbecue yeah i am that's me as i sit here and smoke this i'm your i'm a good uh good role model for you guys back in my day our parents would just hit us with twigs and uh <laughs> as i'm like not he, he drunk makes, enough to not have a conversation I'm, I'm i'm not too drunk to where i can't have a conversation but i'm just drunk enough to where i smell like beer and i'm just kind of waddling around talking to people and annoying everybody that's and me then, turns out he's actually just yelling at law law gnomes <laughs> yeah exactly turns out I, I was having a conversation with a law gnome for 30 minutes what, what's uncle nick what's uncle mick doing uh just <laughs> just let him go son and then and then George W. Bush and Obama went to an island. And <laughs> <laughs> by the way, as you can see behind me, this this episode is sponsored by Miller Light. See yes. this back here? I think there's actually a, <laughs> a Bud Light poster over there. So these two are trying to fight it out right now. Who wants rights over the Gulag? Pretty sure and, Anheuser uh, owns both of them, anyways. Ah, uh, I know Anheuser owns. Do they? No, Miller's its own thing. Miller Coors. Right? Nah, they bought it. I'm pretty sure. I can. Did they really? Yeah, it was a while ago. I don't know if it ever went through, but they were trying to do it. I know. Do you remember? At, so, for those watching that are not in Wisconsin, which I'm sure most people are, he being an avid, you know, beer. At least probably most people know this. Mil- uh, Miller is like based in Milwaukee, obviously, right? Right. And they have like the big plant there. And do you remember that shooting that happened there like two years ago? So somebody went into one of the rooms where they were brewing all the beer mm-hmm. and had a gun and just started shooting and i think he ended up killing himself one of my good one of my good friends his dad worked there and wow. like saw all this happen and it's crazy just a little See, little little i hate little story for you guys there. milwaukee i absolutely hate no i hate that city yeah it's so I, bad. I, I don't like I've never liked it. Whenever I go to the rave to see shows, it's so sketchy. I don't like it. I hated playing shows in Milwaukee. I know some cool people from Milwaukee, but I've had just not good experiences. Yeah. In in the downtown area of Milwaukee. Right. Not I'm not talking like the burbs like Oak Creek or Franklin yeah. or, you know. And like I said, not a diss to the people. I just I've not had very good experiences there and I definitely am always packing when i go yeah yeah <laughs> oh uh, it's it's only getting worse too like the crime rates are rising in every major city it seems uh especially cities like milwaukee and chicago who have just had and milwaukee is basically just chicago's like drunk cousin <laughs> l- drunk smaller cousin and uh yeah. it's it, the crime there is terrible oh, it's and 
like half like half Milwaukee is just in ruins. It seems like like if you drive down Capitol Drive there and just look around, it's it's sad. It's like what what is going on in this place? It's not as bad as I remember my first like actual whoa experience. I was like six years old. My dad got lost in Chicago when he was driving. He's horrible with directions. And imagine <laughs> I, I was actually Ed, seven. Great guy. Yeah. Imagine being like seven years old. This happened. I swear to God, I can't make this up. Looking out the window, we're in some hood. There was a guy beating up. Well, there's two guys actually beating up one guy with a two by four. They were arguing and then they pushed the door on the ground and they start hitting him with a two by four. My mom in the past, she says, oh, I think they're faking it. So we stop. And I said, they're not faking it. You're just not used to seeing that every day. Wow. So me at, me at seven years old is like, no, mom. you. And she opened the door because she dropped like a Jolly Rancher or something out of the door. Yeah. And everyone screams, close the door. <laughs> so I was so scared of the hood or going to big cities after that. Um, your brother, <laughs> your brother, uh, Paxton. He told me a story one time of where you, him and your dad got uh, like almost, I don't know, you tell the story where they almost got mugged or they were like trying to buy so, a car or something or they're, con- I forget. Context matters here. Yes. So my dad went through, a, he went through a stage where he was obsessed with Facebook Marketplace. We've all been there. And he still kind of is, but to a lesser degree, but I always told him, dude, don't take these Milwaukee like ones. Go to a remote location if you do, but you got to stop doing these Milwaukee ones because he's had some kind of like sketchy encounters on yeah, there before. Okay. And not if... from the sellers themselves, but the area. He's gone to some sketchy areas. So in this instance, they go to look at a car at a particular address. Well, they go to the address. There's no car there. Mm. They're about to get out of the car. And some car drives up right behind them and is just waiting and waiting for them to get out. It wasn't the car into the description. And they went, wait, what? And they, I think Paxson went up to the door and asked about the car before the other car. Oh, and they were up. like, we're not selling anything. Yeah. And then somebody was like, what are you talking about? And um, yeah, they were totally getting set up to get uh, mugged, I believe, at least. That's crazy. And then I remember your I remember them telling me, like your dad and, and Paxton, they were telling me that they have a Craigslist knife. No, that was and, my uh, that was actually I they're not smart enough for that. That was my that was your idea. <laughs> yes. My as a result of all these sketchy things, I this is before I owned guns. I said, Dad, you gotta stop doing this. And I we found his grandpa had this giant dagger from world war one and yep. i said take this and i called it the craigslist knife <laughs> that's awesome you gotta defend yourself <laughs> dude I have, now, a, I have a craigslist story too so uh there was oh, one time there. where this isn't necessarily like anything bad happened to me this is just to show you show you how untrustworthy buying things in like the deep hood of milwaukee, milwaukee especially <laughs> just a bad idea so if you're watching this and just don't ever do it also yeah especially if you're on facebook click on the profile of the person and just scroll yeah um but i i was dumb i didn't do this is i was buying my first car no and it was this little red volkswagen little red passat it was like 90 was it was like a 95 was it, passat was it a slug bug it be, no i i i wish but That's so funny. i i uh uh i me and one of my friends 
drove down to Milwaukee to get this car. I didn't know what this is like before I ever really like drove around Milwaukee, you know, mm-hmm. unless I was like going to a Bucks game or something. Like I never right. like really went around the city. Mm-hmm. I was like 18, I think, like 17 or 18. Okay. And it was like over the summer, and we were like, hey, I was like, hey, I'm gonna buy a car. Bought this car for 400 bucks. So just to oh, tell you what no. kind of car it was. And we drove down there, got the car, and on the way back, it broke down on the way back. I was back. just going to say, did it break down for 400 bucks? <laughs> yeah, it broke down on the way home and ended up getting it towed and got whatever fixed, fixed, which ended up costing me more than the actual car. Uh, and then it, that car lasted me for like two months and it was just done for. So don't buy things off Craigslist or Facebook in Milwaukee, have- period. Never I have it. one worse car story than that. My dad got us a car once that he he didn't buy it. He traded a broken moped for it. Yeah. It was called a Dodge Shadow. It was really kind of Ooh. like this poor man's like cutting edge sports <laughs> car. Yeah. And we had it for like a week. And half of that week was this that it was sitting at my mom's house because the the clutch completely dropped. It worked fine for the first two days. And then I saw Paxton and his friends. There's like six of them. And they all jumped into the car. And all of a sudden, I, went to, I went to shift it. And all of a sudden, it felt like the, the gas pedal was going to the floor as I'm laying out the clutch. But it's not. Yeah. You ever drive a stick shift? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was it, the Passat that I bought. The one that yeah, broke down. It was a stick yeah, shift. Yeah, it just wasn't catching. It was like. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. It, it was done. It was done right there. It was like barely going up the hill. Oh, the next great. day I tried driving it around town. I was like having to drop it into fifth gear to even get yeah. it to get some kind of movement. So rip to that Dodge shadow. But also, uh, yeah, th- yeah, there's a I'm trying to think if I have, if I've ever bought anything else off. I think after I bought that car, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done buying cars on Craigslist no, or my dad's not unless... my dad's never learned he keeps going back he always is going to sketchy areas in milwaukee yeah like cars <laughs> or electronics like one time i, I tried to buy an ipad mm-hmm. from somebody and this was probably around the same time as this car so I, I was still an idiot and i tried to buy it was like one of those ipad still. minis remember when those were a thing and i tried to buy one and i got it and it was like i didn't i was just stupid i didn't do my research i didn't check it out and I got home and I, I tried to like connect it to Wi-Fi, all this stuff. And it was uh, locked. Like it was, I forget what, what, like for, for iPhones, it was uh, like, if you, if you, if you try to reset it, I think is how this works. If you try to reset yeah. it, like factor data, reset it mm-hmm. and it's still signed into their account or you didn't sign out, of, sign out to find my iPhone or find my iPad, whatever it will be like basically user locked. So you can't ever sign into the accounts. And you, I even tried to take it into Apple, and they're like, "Sorry, like you bought us, you bought a stolen iPad." Is what that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And man, never again, never again. Don't buy well, we electronics went, or cars. We went off the trail quite a way, so let's bring it back in. What news story do you have next for us to critique? So, okay, so we were talking about bad role models. We were talking about yes. Bill Gates. We were talking about uh, Nicki Minaj. Yes. We actually have a story about okay. a good role model. Yes, I promise this is all this all is going to come together. It's all going to come together. Yes. So we have a story about a good role model here. Her name is Gina. We all know Gina. Gina. From from, uh, The Mandalorian. Oh, no. She's a respectable Gina. 
Yes, respectable Gina. So she got fired. For those that don't know, she got fired from The Mandalorian for stating some uh, comments on Twitter and I think Facebook and basically saying like, hey, why don't we quit judging people for having different political beliefs? And turns out if you want to demonize everybody that doesn't agree with everything you say, you're going to go down the path that, that Germany did with the Jews and all of this stuff. And she was comparing some of the rhetoric today as some of the same rhetoric used against the Jews and, and all of this stuff. And it, which she's absolutely right with what she said. And, and they fired her. And on top of that, they, they reacted exactly the way they, she told them not to react. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. She was literally like, hey, why don't we not hate people that don't have the same opinions as us? Like, don't hate yes. people that don't have the same opinions. You just let's all. I mean, there's 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 room for debate and, and even offensive debate at times. Right. I, mm-hmm. That's why we're doing this. And but there's a difference between that and like hating people or not wanting people to have a seat at the table and offer their ideas just because they might see things differently than you. Um, And she spoke out about that. And then they fired her because she had a different opinion than them. (laughs) Did something good happen with her? Yes. So now Lucas films and Disney is trying to get her uh, at the forefront for an Emmy for best actress. Hey, so which is awesome. Which is awesome. So she beat cancel culture. She basically was like, Nah, you guys can try to fire me. I don't care. I'm doing my own thing. I'm starting my own thing. I'm going to become even more successful as a result, which she's more than well on her way to do. And she has more recognition now than she did even then. She has more, which is always funny. I feel like every time the left, uh, the the radical ideological left tries to cancel people that disagree with mm-hmm. them, which they do all the time. And then people like her that actually are like, no, I'm not bowing down to you they actually get more recognition and they're more loved by the audience that, you know, the people oh, that absolutely. tried to fire them are trying to get it backfires on the, the woke leftists every time. And Gina is a great example of that. And now she's actually, they're trying to promote her again. Cause she knows they're probably like, wow, maybe we shouldn't have fired her because she's actually a really good actor. She works really hard and she probably actually deserves an Emmy and people love her. I watched her sit down with Ben Shapiro uh, Sunday special as Ben would call it. And she seems like such a sweetheart, just down to earth, super caring, super understanding. And the way they tried to she was an MMA fighter for a while. Yeah. Yeah. The way they tried to, you know, twist her words against her and the way they tried to manipulate the conversation of what she was trying to portray. It was just so bad. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Nothing, nothing she said was hateful in the slightest. And the way the lengths they went to try to manipulate, I call it conditioning, social conditioning. Yep. For people to think that was wrong. It was crazy. Even some of her co, and I was happy to see some of her co-stars came out and said, hey, she's not a bad person. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, and you know, props to them. Because to me, everything she said was right. And then they did everything that she said they were doing. She is kind of conservative. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well i was reading this thing too yeah and i was reading this thing too about her um in regards to the emmy nomination all this these accolades mm-hmm. she's they're pushing like lucas films and disney are pushing for her to get now right which is just so ironic it's just this stuff writes itself and uh they had the, i think she was on like some there was some national geographic show that she was on i believe mm-hmm. i could be wrong about this uh that they canceled it and now uh it, and that's that episode has been like trending worldwide um, and the Mandalorian has been getting way more views as a result ever since they canceled her because everyone wants to go see it. And they're like, who is this person? Yeah. And they want to understand. And I, it's, it's in a way it's almost, a, it's almost a good thing when the left tries to cancel someone 
especially someone like her, because it just shows how absolutely retarded and out of their mind these woke leftists are. They cancel good people, and then good people fight back, and then the only bad person left are them that tried to cancel them in the first place. They show their true colors. And she's, and bless her heart, you know, she's very brave because a lot of people, it's a very scary position to be in for a lot of people. They basically were holding her career in front of her face, and she she didn't let it phase her. And now she's going to be making a movie with The Daily Wire. And I'll definitely definitely watch it. Absolutely. Uh, No, but, you know, if more people, I think we'd be a lot farther along and a lot better place in society if more people took the lead of what Gina Carano did and fought back. It's not even, you don't have to really fight it. That's the thing. Just don't Mm -hmm. bow down to it. Fighting back is literally, God, this is so weird. I was just watching a Richard Pryor. uh, You know who Richard Pryor is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny, like Richard Pryor. Such a funny comedian. He, yeah. I, I turn my dad turns on Richard Pryor because I was telling him I just got into him. Richard Pryor has a segment from 1977 talking about these other comedians that he's touring with. They're too scared to tell certain jokes because they'll get canceled. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah. "Well, they didn't, they didn't cancel me. Just don't let them." Well, and it was, was like, wow. This is relevant, but the point is, like, is but, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So much of it, you know, whether it's Steven Crowder or even Tim Pool mentions on this quite a bit, is that just tell them no. <laughs> Literally, just I'm yeah. not going to listen to your nonsense. I'm not going to let you dictate my life. No. You know, it's it, if more people literally could just stand up and do that. It shows who really has the power. Yes. The people do. These people in power right now that are supposedly in power, they have unearned power, which is really what it is. They, they haven't attained the power and the influence that they have and control really over us, especially like in Hollywood and Washington, which are always the main culprits here. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have they, they didn't earn it by doing something good or great. Right? right. They just earned it because whether they bought their way in or whether they got there through different nefarious motives, whatever it is, depending on the person, right? Point is, is they want you to think that they have power, that whatever they say goes, rules for thee, not for me, right? They want you to think that everything they say we have to go along with and that we don't have a choice when really all it takes is ordinary, decent human beings, which there's Mm -hmm. way more of us than them, is to be like, no, no, we're not going to comply with fill in the blank, like someone like Gina, no, you go ahead and cancel me. I'm going to do my own thing. Screw you. I'm not going to apologize. That's it all it be, takes. That doesn't even take words. You don't even no. have to say that. You just it have to do hard. it. Yeah. it would, how hard would it really be to just say, you're, <laughs> you're ridiculous. Whatever, dude. You got to have the attitude of the guy. Do you remember this video was in Australia? Uh, this guy had like a hot dog stand. He was no mask, just making food, giving it to people. This reporter comes over with I this mic. I do remember mic. that. Yeah, he walks over with this mic on this long stick to, to you know keep social distancing. And he's like, "Did you?" Did, he was like trying to interview the guy making food. He was like, "Did did you did you know that there's a pandemic going on? You're 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 being a danger to like to the community by doing this." You and know, the guy pandemic says, doesn't say a word. He's like grilling hot dogs, just mm-hmm. smacks the mic out of his hand and keeps grilling. I have it was like that. that's the attitude you need. That's that. the attitude you need. <laughs> um, that's the only way to beat these people. And same with Washington, like all these these bureaucratic just evil people at the end of the day that want to enslave us in one and manner if or any, another. And if any of you think us saying no, 
if any of you think your favorite socialist politicians in America are really, you know, for the people, I think the pandemic has really squared that away. Absolutely. On where their where their actual like loyalties lie. Absolutely. Because I I totally agree. Democrats have the House and Senate correct. Yeah, I mean, think about it too. How, There's what, how many times of us and five? How many times has the squad held up? Uh, you know, congression to force Medicare for all. Yep. And they won't because yep. they actually don't care about you. Also, if you hear snoring in the background, I don't know if you can hear that. My roommate's dog is asleep on this couch back here. I don't know if you can nah, see. You're, you're good. You can see her leg. She's snoring pretty loud. She's, so just give me some background girl. noise. Great dog. Very, very Fantastic dog. Um, yeah, but the like, point is, is, is we have more power than they do. Period. Um, and it, it, the only the, the the way that that is going to take effect is if we just realize that reality. If we you don't know, realize that reality, they're going to get away with all of this crap. They're going to get away with canceling people for doing nothing wrong, which is then going to in turn come to us ordinary people, not just celebrities like Gina. Um, you know, it's it, okay. Here's an example too. So, kind of what you were saying about uh, comedians, right? Mm-hmm. where like david uh, uh richard Pryor, like well you, they haven't canceled me i keep saying whatever i want same with dave Chappelle. same with mm-hmm. you know chris rock all these comedians that are like the best comedians in the world are loved because they push the boundaries and they say things that you're really not supposed to say they kind of yes. take the things that are hidden in the dark and they put them at the surface right the elephants mm-hmm. in the room they don't want you to do that right the people in power don't want that to exist because in order to figure out what's good and for our, in, in order for us to realize that we actually have the power as the people, mm-hmm. we have to have those uncomfortable conversations of all the shit hidden in the dark. And who better to do that than comedians or celebrities or entertainers like Gene? Well, the thing also with comedians is that they they don't they don't lessen. I wouldn't say that, but with the approach of comedy and not woke comedy, I'm not talking about Stephen Colbert. And I don't know if you saw his segment yeah. with. Uh, what to name the last president anyways the point right. point that i'm getting at is that it's something they, they take an approach where they take an uncomfortable situation but they make it lighthearted and they make you laugh about it and you know they make you realize yeah, like, you they, know what they make fun of the institutions that mm-hmm. the people that are running the institutions don't want us to make fun of because they, maybe if we make fun of it we're going to realize how illegitimate they might be and how dumb the point they make fun of. Okay. Like a good comedian, Richard Pryor does it. Eddie Murphy used to do it. Uh, Daniel Tosh did, but he's, he kind of bowed down, but they make fun of everybody. You know, they make fun of whites, blacks. They make fun of, you know, Asian descent. That was the whole point. And the point is that at the end of the day, they're just jokes. Exactly. And if we can laugh at these things, maybe it's not the end of the world. Yeah, and 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 like a lot of times too, which is which is interesting. And Andrew Schultz, when he had Jordan Peterson on that one episode, maybe I think it was like a week ago, they were kind of talking about this. And and Andrew Schultz was like, "This is the best time in the world to be a comedian." He's <laughs> like, "When you're not allowed to say things, you're not supposed to say True. things. That is where comedians thrive. Why? Because the whole point of what they're doing is trying to expose the uncomfortable shit. And when everything is now uncomfortable, they just have that much more ammo, which is mm. good for us, the people." It's bad for the ones running the institutions because then we can see more clearly how ridiculous it all is. We can see, especially when they poke fun at Joe Biden, when they poke fun at the Democratic Party, Republican Party, Donald Trump, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're humanizing the people that are running the institutions, which makes it more clear that they're people too, and they don't really have power over us unless we give it to them. And that's exactly but what they don't want, those in power. To your people point, like Bill though, Gates, People like Joe Biden, people like Kamala, people like need, Soros. We need people to be strong. You need to be strong like Gina. 
because unfortunately I, I did watch an episode of Steven Crowder recently. I had to agree with them. A lot of people on the writer, they're cowardice, man. That cowardice runs deep. And you know, it's so sometimes a fault of their own. A lot of these people, you know, they're good law abiding citizens who, you know, they just want to, they just want to get along and, you know, do their thing and you can do your thing. They're very passive. Yeah. It might come with, it might come with but good they, uh, intention to but be they scared. Take, they take advantage of you being a good person. A yep. good person doesn't want to go out in the streets and drag somebody out of their car. A good person doesn't want to go loot, you know, the nearest Walmart nearby. A good person doesn't want to, you know, assault a police officer. A good person doesn't want to only focus on your skin color, but unfortunately, right it has been taken advantage of they use and good they motive. use that against you because they, they know well-intentioned motive and they manipulated i mean think about even just the changing of terminology and language and manipulating that like black lives matter who in the that's like saying don't kick puppies who's going to disagree with the phrase black lives matter any well, decent uh, human being is going to understand and believe and recognize that black lives matter that's that's like a that's not up to, for debate, right? Mayor Bowser apparently doesn't agree with them too much. She covered, up the, uh, the, she covered up the street in front of Trump Tower in D.C. Yep. Yep. You see that? Yeah. Yep. Um, they used them. They used point them, it, and now they're throwing them in the way. Exactly. Point it. They got what they wanted out of it. They got the election. Mm -hmm. Let's throw it away. Uh, which but shows you the motives of the people that are running this stuff. As conservatives, we need to unite better, and we need to stand up. Because if we all collectively just stood up and said, no, get that nonsense out of here. We're not we're not doing critical yep. race theory. We're not doing socialism. This is the greatest country in the world. This is the best country and the most progressive country as far as you know you if you're a woman, if you're a woman in America, you live in the most progressive country towards women rights in the world. If you're Absolutely. a minority in America, you live in the least racist and the most progressive country in the world as far as equal rights. That's we ever have equal existed. rights. Not ever existed. Not. Do um, we have a do we have a checkered past? Of course. No country's perfect. No man is perfect. But we constantly are going farther than any other country, and we're doing better well, to we, be. I mean, contrary to 1619 Project, this revisionist history where they want to tell you everything that exists in the West is evil and rooted in evil, mm -hmm. um, which is absolutely ridiculous. If you actually look at history through the lens of all the other things going on in the world at the time of the bad things that they're saying are going on, like it's yep. all about perspective. And the point is, is like, we don't have a history. We might have, like what you're saying, slavery existed. There's all this stuff, Jim Crow, right? Just for a couple of examples, race mm -hmm. is always the hot topic in America. But what do we have in America? We have a country and a system that allowed us to regenerate and get better. It's not a perfect union. It's a more perfect union, which means we're continually getting better. And you see that throughout the 250 years that we've existed. And they just want you to ignore that. The left well, it's kind of, those and that's the point is because they, they want you the to. They say the Constitution wasn't wrote for slaves. It wasn't wrote for black people. Well, on the contrary, it was wrote for all men. We as a country were not holding the Constitution to the word. And well, that was the best argument. That was but the best Fred argument of like Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Douglass yeah. He came along and said, are we finally going to fulfill the actual you know, word of the Constitution? And people said, it's time. Yes. Like pay forward what you owe us was the yes. argument. And he was right. And they, you know, the not abolish the Constitution. That was not that's not the way you're not going to abolish the system, the 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 essence of the system, the essence, essence of the way our government was was set up was to apply to everybody. Right. 
yes. system is not corrupt. It's the people that are using the system for corrupt means for themselves. And Frederick so, Douglass brought that to that life. That was the argument. That was the argument of Martin Luther King. That was the argument and of Frederick Douglass. And enough of them said, like, you're right. You're absolutely right. And we agree with you 100%. And as a result of that was the bloodiest battle on American soil in American history. Yep. For to, you know, of the integrity of the Constitution, to uphold that integrity and uphold that word because the word was right and the people running it were not right. I'm not saying, and I don't like using the lens of today on the past. I hate when people say, oh, like, it's easy in right. hindsight. It removes the context and it's easy to be lazy and then make up whatever narrative you want as a result. Well, what it's I mean is... the 1619 Project doing and all these other people, but... But yeah. Oh, like yeah. anybody who owned slaves back then, like, is a piece of shit. That's always like the argument. And go, slavery is completely wrong. No one's advocating for slavery. But you're telling me that you, what's the chances of that individual who's telling you that would live back then and not do what everybody else did? Because the chances yeah. are it's less than 1%. <laughs> and we know it, what the truth is. It takes a if certain you, kind of, uh, of narcissistic moral superiority to think that you wouldn't. If you've read Ordinary Men, that pretty much sums it all up in a nutshell. It's not mm. these, it's not like the people of slaveholders and all the people back there with these evil people with their uh, Tim Pool mustaches going, Murr. yeah. They, uh, <laughs> it was yeah, ordinary no, it, people. It was ordinary yeah. people. It, the it's communist, context, revo communist revolution, when they were, same difference, when they were reporting, you know, their families to the state, ordinary people. I kind of want to say something that's might be very, very controversial to a lot of people. Maybe even you. Okay. Oh my God. So wait, based off what you just said, hold on. So yes, I just got to brace myself. You got to brace yourself. Yeah. Okay, Get your, on. put your seatbelts okay. on for okay. this one. Okay. So, okay. So you could even make the argument and I'm not going to go too deep in this. I just want to put this out there and maybe we'll come back to it in more depth in another episode, but you can even make the argument, right? That, Slavery and racism aren't necessarily connected. Oh my God! So you no, look at people not, like George Washington. We bought, we bought slaves from African slaveholders. Exactly. Well, it's even like and not, not we. We didn't do that. My I think apologies. it was something that was turned into a race thing afterwards. So it's like maybe even during, but but originally, like even if you look at George Washington or Thomas Jefferson, like oh they own slaves, you got to tear down their statues. Which by the way, if you do any 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 research on Thomas Jefferson and the slaves, a lot of these people bought slaves to free them. Well, to give them because like like they already knew they were coming in for the slave mm -hmm. to the slave trade. These people, there's a lot of people back then that would literally. And by the way, only one percent of the population at the height of the slave trade actually owned slaves. For, for fun fact. So it wasn't like everybody back then. But the point is, is you can make the argument that someone like Thomas Jefferson didn't own a slave because he hated black people and he wanted to enslave them. He owned he a, loved black people. He owned a slave like, because you know. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he owned a, you could make the argument that not saying it's right to own slaves. That's not the argument I'm making, but, but you know. can disconnect it from the, the sin of racism, which it's often connected to. Um, again, not every case, but at, at least in the, a lot of those original examples that are often used by 1619 Project, it's not necessarily accurate. Even in writings, if you go back and read, uh, Glenn Beck and Dave Rubin did a great video on this, uh, where they're talking about some some historical lies that are pushed by the revisionists, like mm -hmm. 1619 Project and, and and like Lincoln Project, all this stuff, right? Uh, and that was one of the things they were addressing. They're like, which I encourage you, maybe I'll put a link to that video in the description of this podcast, but 
that's what they're talking about. They're like, listen, like there's so much context that's missing. And then you demonize people that did a lot of really mm-hmm. great things. And then in turn, you, you want to throw out all the good things that they did because they did something that you didn't like. It's not necessarily fair and it's destructive. Um, yeah. and, and, and that was, again, that was Frederick Douglass's argument. He wasn't like Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. So we got to throw out the constitution. He's like, no, no, no. The constitution is the document that, it, that tells me that I have rights like everybody else. Why am I going to throw that out? Well, your point, Mick, with all of this, and um, there were white slaves, not exclusive to America, but white slavery was a thing. Eventually, you know, they just induce, they didn't fare as well in the fields and they didn't, you know, they weren't as physically, genetically as strong as the slaves that they were getting from Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first slave owner in America was uh, Anthony Johnson, who was a uh, black uh, colonist. Yep. So it was it was more of a wealth and power thing. Unfortunately, with America, what happened was over time, because they started exclusively getting slaves from Africa. Then that started. I think that's where it stigmatized the race factor with yep. people over the years in the that's South. That's what I'm saying. It like turned into that. But slavery as a concept, like it's, it's not, it's not racially motivated. Is my point? You know, no. Um, segregation was racially motivated, but segregation. Yes. See, slavery. I think the people like when they originally got slaves, it wasn't necessarily racially motivated, but over time that turned into a racial division because you, you know, kids are born, they see their parents, they have black slaves and they say, Oh, you know, those are slaves. So it's a very unfortunate conditioning over time that morphed into a racial concept in America, but also at the same time, enough people said, Hey, this is bullshit. And they ended slavery now segregation still a bad time but at the end of the day man they kept fighting forward all while there's still slavery in africa this is going on mm-hmm. they kept fighting forward to make man completely equal in america and it's not a perfect you know streamline of just all good all good all good but most progressive it's, it's, country it's like in the world it's like two steps forward one step back that's kind of not the pattern e- but not even like while we're there's still slavery in africa well, I'm talking about the, the 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 United States, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, if we focus more on what good America has done for the world and for any race, creed, or culture, you know, the upwards mobility in America is endless, and yep. it just makes me upset that I mean, you're doing your part, and you know, we're doing our part being on the show, but. It, it really saddens me that we sit by and let critical race theory and those kind of things exist within our institutions of learning and conservatives. A lot of them just sit back and go, Oh, well, I just, I don't like the confrontation. Yeah, man. Like, exactly. They're going to be at your door. Right. Tell you them. don't have it. People don't understand that they don't have a choice anymore. So you can sit there and not fight. Right. But like, which everyone has the choice to do whatever they want. I'm not saying everyone has to care about everything equally, and I'm not saying everyone has to fight in the same way. But it's, it, there, there comes a point, and you see this represented in totalitarian societies in the past and in the recent past and even right now, where you don't have a choice at some point whether or not to fight. You either fight or you die. You either fight or you surrender your, ch- your children's life. You either fight or you, you let your community literally burn to the ground in, in a lot of cases, what, what we're seeing now. So it's like, like at what point? Like, what's it going to take for people to stop throwing out our best chance at fighting, which is which is outlined in the Constitution, uh, and actually use that for our advantage? Well, the big thing um, and and, is- and I think everybody that wants to, I'll say one more thing. I think everything, sure. everybody that wants to demonize the Constitution, 
more more or less demonize the principles that are outlined in the constitution i don't think you i don't think those people have good motives i don't think they want what's best they can tell you they're doing it because it's unfair and the constitution was written by a guy that owns slaves and blah 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 blah, blah. that's a smokescreen they're that's 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 gaslighting right yeah. so they want you to think that so they have an excuse to get rid of it so then they can undermine more of your rights and then they can get more and more and more control over you meanwhile they piggyback on the deadliest world meanwhile they give 150 million dollars to hamas who just bombed israel meanwhile they give billions of dollars to iran they fund terrorism globally like you go down the list meanwhile they're 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 sucking china's dick who's enslaving millions of 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 uyghur slaves right now wait when does it what like when are people going to wake up is my point and now and and i think to really uh tie this all together the Gina Carano story is a story that you can do it too. She looked adversity and she looked fear and she looked her career ending potentially in the face yep. and said, I will not uh, compromise my moral integrity for this woke nonsense. And it's like more what we were t- talking about in the beginning if where, where more people took her human. lead. Right. And if more people took her lead, I think you'd be a lot farther off and I think you'd realize that it'd be a lot easier to overcome. But if you put yourself in a position where you're defenseless, don't expect them to not beat you down. Yep. And and, and I agree. And it's, it's, it is like what we were saying before. We're like, everyone's a human, right? Everyone is sinful and evil and flawed, but also Mm -hmm. everyone has the capacity to do some good and to stand up for what's right. And, Mm -hmm. and, and whether you're a celebrity, celebrity or not, there's no such thing as a celebrity at the end of the day, unless we, that a celebrity is something that we make up in our minds that someone mm-hmm. has is more important or valuable or has has more capability for good than you do right and and she, like you're saying Gina's a good example of that she's an ordinary person she's no different than you or i and she stood up for its right and she had a lot to lose she just got mm-hmm. fired from a show where she was making millions of dollars getting global accolades which awesome thing is is it fired backfired on the on the people trying to cancel her which is an awesome story but that's that's the point is is like that's what it can lead to if you just simply say no to these people you just simply stand up for something that's valuable and that's worthwhile a lot of people have your back (laughs) that's yeah it's Uh, yeah you know more than maybe maybe you'll lose some friends maybe you'll lose some people that you thought were on your side but there's so many people who will have your back in return well, a good example so here. So many people. Yeah, good example even with this, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, where like you start talking about, you start telling the truth more and, and vocalizing what you believe. You get a lot of people that are like, you know, you're dumb, you're racist, blah, blah, blah. They criticize mm-hmm. you. I, I criticize you behind your back. I've had people literally message me on Instagram, call me a racist and a homophobe because I'm because yeah. I'm making these episodes and some stuff I'm saying, all this stuff. Really, do they know me? Have they, and it's never people that actually know me. It's always people that just see what I'm saying and then write in their own theories about what I, what they think I'm saying mm-hmm. um, with, out of context, right? You get a lot yeah. of that. But also, I've had you know, five, ten times the amount of people that have said good things. They're like, keep mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. This is awesome. You know, how many people that we know that are our age that are doing this? Not very many. And uh, yeah, it's like it's encouraging because, you know, you might you might get three new enemies, but you'll get 10 new friends Mm -hmm. kind of idea. And it's just about taking that leap. And I understand for some people it may be scary, but what's the flip side? Right. This, yeah exactly the <laughs> the flip side is you say nothing and stand for nothing and then you watch your life which by the way is interesting i was thinking about this too is standing up for what 
standing up for what's right or like telling the truth just in like I mean, this podcast, we're kind of joking around and screwing around. But yeah, at the end of the day, like it's about just telling people what's true. And uh, there's not only like a benefit to people around you. Right. But mm-hmm. there's a benefit for yourself because you're 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 slowly it's like working out. You're slowly building the quote muscle that allows you to keep working out more and then lift heavier stuff. So right. same with this. The more you tell the truth, the more you're going to be become less scared of you know, bowing down to mm-hmm. people that don't necessarily have your best interest is best interest in mind. You're yeah. not scared of losing a couple friends. You're going to keep doing it and you're only going to get better and better. And therefore more and more people are going to benefit as a result. You're benefiting yourself. It's like cleaning your own room morally. Mm-hmm. And then, then you have more of a ca- capability to go do that. And you'll find, outside. and you'll gravitate new people and find people, you know, who, I mean, that's how we became friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were true. just uh, yeah. we'd like each other's tweets from afar <laughs> yeah well I, yeah, like well, look yeah. at us now it's a true love story it's a uh, uh, the paxton is we don't want to give paxton any credit for anything but no yeah <laughs> what a bastard yeah uh, but anyways yeah that's kind of the point point. and uh, i was going to actually say this in result when you were saying just just good examples of people standing up mm-hmm. um i thought of this so i'll pull this up here for you guys there was this lady um who was went before a school board, this black lady who was basically telling, basically stood up and was like enough with critical theory, critical race theory, enough with socialism, enough with Marxism. It's destructive. It's brooded in racism. It's the same strategy that Hitler and the Ku Klux Klan used. She did this like recently. You you got to play the audio. It's, it's beautiful. I don't have the audio here. Sadly, I just have an article. Isn't there? Um, Oh, well, regardless if you can, is there a quote? Yeah, I'll show you, I'll show you guys the quote here. I'll show you the visuals, you know. I'll show you the visuals. It's powerful. It's it is it's awesome. You you know what I'm talking about though, right? You, well, you yes, this this, is, this completely coincides with what we're talking about. This is perfect. Yeah. Um so let's let's read some of her quotes. Although here. her face shield is a little strange. I'm it's not a little gonna, strange. We're not gonna, we're not going to talk about that, but oh, she's got she's got the skulls. I'm not going to lie when I first saw <laughs> when I first saw the article and saw the face shield I went, "Oh, great, here we go." Yeah, and yeah. then I I actually listened. I was like, put, "Wow, was this, proven, this was lady is not proven wrong. wrong." Yeah, I was proven wrong. I yeah. prejudged on the face shield, which Yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover here, I guess. I'm sorry. Yes. So, okay, so here's what she said. She said, "Critical race theory is racist. It is abusive." It discriminates against one's color. Think twice before you indoctrinate such racist theories. You cannot tell me what is or is not racist. Look at me. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are and that we are strong. And then she went on to, uh, it says, the woman began, to, began by quoting Don, Dr. Martin Luther King. In the words of Martin Luther King, I have a dream that my four children will one day live in a nation where they're not judged by the color of the skin but the continent of the character that quote and then she said now i have a dream that we will implement love not hate or supporting another jim crow's agenda which is talking about critical race theory ctr is not a nice dialogue it was a tactic that was used by hitler and the kkk on slavery's many years uh, that doesn't make sense many years ago to dumb down many years ago right? yeah, yeah. dumb down uh my ancestors so we cannot think for ourselves that's the key point right there it's all about getting people down it's enslaving people's conscience enslaving their minds they don't want you to think for yourself so they indoctrinate you, you with these unilateral ideologies that don't really explain the world because they don't want you to understand the world they want you to just adopt what they say mm-hmm. bow down and shut up and now this she lady, said this in front of a school board yes 
bless her heart. What? Well, yeah. God bless this lady. Um, not all heroes. We'll try to decade. we'll try to share a link of the original video in the yep. um, description of this video. Definitely. And I'm going to start doing you... that. I think I'm going to start sharing all these everything. Mm-hmm. Most of what I share, at least some of the juicy stuff, links below yeah. each video and things like that. If you, you haven't if you haven't seen this video, it's not very long. I would recommend anybody to take that second out of their day and listen to it because it's powerful. And once again, ordinary person sticking up for herself, and she's speaking for so many more than just herself. You know, and we gotta. Right. We got to have more of that. And that's a beautiful story. Yeah. It's like fighting for your rights is also fighting for your neighbor's rights, just as much as it's fighting for your rights. And people always, people want you to think that you're, you fighting for your rights and you fighting for freedom is some sort of selfish uh, endeavor. It's not, it's not, it's, it's one of the least selfish things you could do because not only is it hard work and not only are you going to have to, like we were just talking about lose friends and lose relationships and, and whatever else might happen to you, people try to cancel you make shit up about you like we see about Gina. Um, but it, like it's it's so beneficial just all around. There's there's very little downside you could because while you're doing that, you're also going to like figure yourself out and learn more about what you believe and right. learn more about where you suck and then what you should do as a result to fix that. It's just mm-hmm. there's no downsides. And people like lady, you know, props to this lady for being like a visual demonstration of that. Yeah. Um, uh, which is awesome. Wish I, uh, yeah, I, I wish I wish we could get audio on here just because I know it's we'll get there eventually. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of new with I mean, we both are <laughs> so, kind of new with yeah, the technology absolutely. side of this shit. Um, but it's, it's but, a yeah. great video. Uh, I, I've watched it a few times and if you guys really have to check it out, it's just awesome. It's very inspiring. At least when I watch, it, I feel inspired. Yeah. Uh, at okay. This point, Do you remember? That when we were talking the last episode, we were talking about that Polish pastor, right? Cops came to his house to the church twice during church services. Like my brother said, he got arrested. He, he got arrested. That's what I was gonna say. He got arrested. Oh. They finally arrested him uh, for the charge of having an unlawful gathering due to COVID. How can you get in Calgary? That, how are they letting? This is exactly what we're we, this. Uh, we need to talk. This is exactly what we mean. Stop letting him do this stuff. Yeah. You're letting Justin Trudeau out of all people literally just mow you down. You know what? The, the ni- he's he's the nicest, the most polite dictator in the world. <laughs> um, he uh, yeah. like imagine this is what should happen, right? So there's this guy fought it, right? But he was a lone mm-hmm. fighter, and if you're just fighting by yourself, you're probably not going to win. You're just going to be a, a, like the lone gunman who goes out there and gets gunned down himself trying to stop something bad that's happening, whatever, right? It's not going to work. You're the only one in the store without a mask. Let's say Uh, they're going to kick you out. Nothing's going to change, but let's say there's a team of you. Let's say there's, there's, there's a good amount. Imagine if he gets arrested and there's a thousand people that show up to uh, what is, where is he? I think he said in Calgary somewhere, a thousand people show up to that jail and are like, let this guy go all of Canada or else, right? Let this guy go or else. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to happen. This is wrong. There need like imagine imagine the difference that would make. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't let him out of jail, you know how many more people are going to see that and be like, "Wow, maybe they have a point here. Maybe right. the people that arrest people for going to church are never the good guys. Maybe we should actually do something." It's gonna it's gonna call people to action. People are called to action when they see other people doing something. Um, and. I hope that happens and it needs to happen. And I hope this guy gets out of jail. I hope someone bails him out. They should start a GoFundMe for this guy uh, in his church. Mm-hmm. Like a big man thing with him, 
a big thing with that too is uh you know what sorry i was gathering my thoughts it's really hard to make the argument that his church is like a super spreader or you know an unlawful gathering when simultaneously they let people go into a walmart and yeah have walmarts are packed flights are packed uh grocery stores are packed um restaurants are packed as you said earlier in the show people are going to concerts rules for thee not for starting me. to yeah and what you're really seeing out of that is it once again it's propping up these billion billion dollar industries and these billionaires and it's propping them up and it's putting their foot on the neck of small businesses mom and pop shops ordinary workers and most people don't give a damn because the government's going to pay you to sit at home and do nothing about it yep Dude, we've and, had, uh, our Taco Bell is only open. And I live in Fort Atkinson. 12,000 people. Our Taco Bell has to close at 8 p.m. right now because people just don't want to work. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's affecting like small town America right. too. Right. This isn't like just a big city thing. Because turns out if you incentivize staying at home on unemployment and giving them right now what's equal to about you know $16 an hour in unemployment. Mm-hmm. Turns out they're not going to work. So that just kind of flies in the face of you. Yeah, yeah it turns out if, if you work. incentivize laziness, you're going to get more laziness. Um, and I was going to say, too. They're about to get gonna, rocked, though. That's causing oh, inf- yeah. the, the inflation that's getting. The dollar is like losing value by the day at this point. Um, it's You see the gas thing, um, for one example, where I don't remember. I didn't read too much into that, which we'll talk about that probably in the next episode here. Yeah. The, whole, the whole gas fiasco. There's a lot behind that. But just examples like that, everything's collapsing. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to why, uh, going back to that Polish pastor, why people, why these institutions would want to go after somewhere like a church and not a Walmart or a Taco Bell. Why? Yeah. It's not that they're getting more people. It's not that they're actually creating more of a hazard than Walmart is for COVID. Not at all. It's the fact that they're, the church is an institution separate, like specifically designated as separate from the institution that wants power over everybody else. And that institution, the church, is going to teach people to not bow down to a, a, a authoritarian power that essentially wants to be God. Mm-hmm. Right? So d- the idea, don't, don't bow down to man, kind of like we were talking about before. That's what the church is teaching. They hate that. They want it shut down. Because the well, more people understand that, the less power, again, going back to if we understand that we're, we that we the people have the power, they're not going to have any. Churches are fundamentally teaching people that mm-hmm. at a very like like deep-rooted religious level. That's necessary, in my opinion. You know what no I matter wish what denomination would, you are. I wish the conservative, like just conservatives in general, whether that be in Canada or the U.S., you ever watch A Bug's Life? Like a long time ago. Do you remember the moment where the ants finally realize... It's like, wait, there's like thousands of us and only a few of these grasshoppers. Yes. And then it just clicks. Like, I feel like conservatives, we need, when are we going to have that moment? We need that. moment. Well, that's what scares me is like, (laughs) I don't want to say I can't believe that moment won't come, but man, (laughs) talk about waiting to the final hour. It's like what George Washington said. Me and my homies would have been stacking bodies by now. (laughs) And General Patton said me and my homies would be uh, stacking commies by now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yeah, that's exactly what needs to happen. And you see, sorry if I keep going too close to my microphone. I'm used to singing. I don't know if I am either. No, at shows, I'm so used to being right up on the microphone. So it's like. 
No, it's it's it sounds major. good. It's much better audio quality than than uh, the yeah, bullshit. So the bullshit. If it headphones. goes up and down, you'll maybe I just gotta yeah. put a compressor on my uh, yeah, feed. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. Anyway, like uh, we're going kind of long here on this episode. We're almost at an hour mm-hmm. and a half, so I think we'll cut it short uh, for today, and we'll pick next, up kind of where we left off next time. Yeah, we got, got a little more passionate. Stuff to cover. Got some. But we'll, we're going to talk about the gas thing. We're going to talk about some more stuff with Joe Biden, with coronavirus, with Fauci, with Rand Paul. I got some of that lined up. You want to do that on Friday? Because I mean, we got all this content. We might. We as could well do it on do Friday. It. We could do a double this week. Uh, we might we as well. Might as well. Uh, and we promise we won't go so uh, passionate into like you know. Sometimes it's going to yeah. be like that, but most of the time we want to get it streamlined. But we're we're learning as we go. And for anybody who listens, yeah, we really is, appreciate the support. This, I mean, I really just want this podcast to be just going through stories and just kind of having a conversation about it. Like yeah, like absolutely. we're at a bar having a drink, having a conversation uh, throughout of, the week. Yeah, and throughout the week, I'm gonna be coming on more, doing some news stories and kind of oh, a. Yeah. Tim Pool-esque style reporting, just kind of, I guess, journalism yep. to an extent. Just a guy reading stuff off the internet. But yeah, so we're going to get more content up and really go from there. Hell yeah. And then Hell I'm going to start, I'm gonna start doing that. Uh, I've been doing some research on some different people, so I'm going to start doing those biographics and uh, kind of like similar thing with, with what you're going to do, but I'm going to be going through like, you know, I want to do one on Bill Gates. The first one I want to do is Diedrich Bonhoeffer. I've been reading a lot about that guy and just kind of talk about like good guys and bad guys in history and show you kind of the, the, the both ends of the spectrum on human nature and what people are capable of. We call um, those a just deep some interesting dive. stories about people, deep dives on, on deep specific dive. people. Oh yeah. No, um, I like yeah. So I like if you guys are watching this again, like subscribe, share, hit the notification bell, all that fun stuff. If you're listening to it on Spotify and Apple podcasts, again, you suck. We hate you. You're dumb. <laughs> uh, but keep doing what you're doing because we want we like the views. We do. You know they can subscribe so, to you on Spotify, right? Can they? I didn't know. Yeah. Really? So oh, yeah. I guess be, you can follow. You yeah, should, I guess you can yeah, you should redact so that. So follow that. So I got to just forget everything I just said. You're not stupid. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Spotify, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. Uh, but yeah, so it's been good. Any closing remarks? Closing Peyton. remarks. Uh, midweek. I'm watching AEW tonight. Uh, gonna watch some wrestling with my dad. Stay safe out there, everybody. And I don't mean from COVID. I mean from all the craziness in the world. And maybe if this resonates with you at all, maybe do something. Maybe stand up for somebody. I- I'd like to make like make that the goal of the week. Stand up for something that you know is morally right and believe. I'm not yeah, saying be like, confrontational. You, know you get you know that feeling you get when you see something that someone's doing that's wrong. And you know you should say something, but you don't because you don't want to face whatever backlash is going to come. Just yeah. ignore that feeling and say that say it anyways. And I'm not Just saying you have to be confrontational, or but it could be right. a simple, you know, it could be a in simple context, way. of course. Yeah, of course, in context. But you know, feel a little wrong. <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, we will be back on Friday with another banger of a show, bang an episode. It probably won't be released on Friday. But we'll record well, it. On we'll, we will record. Probably put it up Saturday. So, yes. all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Gulag signing off. <laughs>